fait, j'ai voulu te, te téléphoner pour te, te demander allô quelque chose quoi Welcome to Arts Week. I'm your host, Candy Hammond, and my guests today are Brenda Withers, actor, writer, director, and a founding member of Harbor Stage Company, and Robin Bloodworth, a fantastic actor I'm sure you've seen many times on stage here on the Cape. They're here to talk about Bread and Butter, a play that Brenda wrote loosely based on work by George S. Kaufman, and the play opens on June 15th. We'll talk in a minute, but I first want to tell you about a few other happenings. Oklahoma opens tonight at the Academy Playhouse in Orleans, and you can get tickets at academyplayhouse.org. Cape Rep opens The Miraculous Journey of Edward Tulane on June 25th, and you can get tickets at caperep.org. And you only have two more chances to see Jesus Hopped the A-Train. It closes on Saturday, the 17th at Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater. I saw it and it was amazing. And you can get tickets at what.org. Okay, so Brenda and Robin, thank you so much for being willing to talk to me today about this play. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, when I was preparing this, um, you know, going through notes and everything. And um, there were two words that struck me that I never thought I would see associated with Harbor Stage. And that is screwball comedy. <laughs> <laughs> That's because you haven't seen us backstage, Candy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> we're very familiar with it. <laughs> our audiences aren't. Um, yeah, we, we, like many of our plays and season choices, we came to this um, sort of uh, at the last minute, we had other plays in mind and then we wound up uh, choosing to pursue this project. And I think it is because we've never done anything like it. You know, yeah. this is our 11th season. Um, and wow. after 30 plays, you know, you start to say, um, what else is there? And this yeah. is on the list. <laughs> yeah, Robin, have you done, well, I've seen you in all kinds of things. You, you definitely, I mean, you really, run the gamut from drama to comedy and, and... um uh, well when, when i can yes <laughs> <laughs> and uh i'm i of course i'm always especially excited to do one of brenda's uh pieces and mm -hmm. uh, um but this is the first time I've, I've done one that she has uh loosely adapted from another piece and uh, mm -hmm. a big george s kaufman fan you know uh I mean, two-time Pulitzer Prize. How would Prize. people know his name? What would what are well? He won the Pulitzer Prize twice. Uh, okay. I, I'm Not blanking too shabby. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, but he was director too, and um, he directed the original of Mice and Men, um, which a lot of people don't know. And and the original. Mm -hmm. What's another big one, Brenda? What am I thinking of? Oh, the front page. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Front so page. Yeah. And uh, so I mean, he he was a theater. He did everything, and of course wrote books for musicals and straight plays and. And, uh, you know, was part of that golden age of, uh, of writers at the turn of the century. Turn mm -hmm. of the hmm. So my, it's kind of exciting. Yeah. In my medium research that I did. Which is <laughs> <my> level, <laughs> Just a medium. Okay. <laughs> I discovered that he has a record, a Broadway record, where he has had a play that he had either written or directed running on Broadway for 37 seasons straight. 
Wow. Which is nuts. <laughs> wow, I did, I did know that. Testament to his, his talent, but also he was known as the great collaborator. That's what his nickname was. He probably had some other nicknames, but his <laughs> nickname was the great collaborator. And he hmm. only did, he only wrote one play solo. And it's wow. the play that this piece is based on. And what was um, the everything. original name of this play? Because it wasn't it's bread and the, No, it's called The Butter and Egg Man. <laughs> I love it. It's not done very often. Um, it's funny. It's wonderful, like all of his mm -hmm. work, but um, it's not his most well-known. Mm -hmm. It does, of course, have, you know, a cast of 40 or something. So we had wow. to cut that down a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit for that your theater. <laughs> well, can you tell us what, what is the play about? Um... Oh, sure. Yeah, the play is um, about a, a Broadway producer uh, who is looking for someone to help him finance his next um, hopeful big hit. And mm -hmm. he finds um, this guy who's arrived in New York from the country um, and is looking to make an investment and is a, a little bit of a um, country mouse in the city, you know, doesn't mm -hmm. quite know uh, the game yet. And he is taken advantage of to some degree, but he also um, makes it work for him. So it's, mm -hmm. a, it's a it's a backstage comedy. <laughs> oh, I love that. Like a behind the scenes. So. Yeah. But in the office, you know, usually um, you've got plays like That's true. Off and play that goes wrong and pieces like that, where you see what goes wrong with actors and directors. And right. It's about the money side, really. <laughs> Which unfortunately is, we know about. <laughs> I was going to say something as a founder of a, a theater company that you know a little bit about. <laughs> yeah, too, much to my chagrin. <laughs> yeah. No, it did. You know, have I'm trying to think because, I mean, you've written so many wonderful original plays. Uh, have you done many adaptations? Oh, I've done a few. Usually um, it will be someone will come to me and say, we want to do a five person Cyrano or we want to um, wow. you know, do a new version of Ubu or something. And it's always, can you cut some characters out? It's <laughs> wow. the constant theme um, because of budgets and sizes. Right, right. But um, yeah, I, it's not my first choice usually because I mm -hmm. love the idea that you can start from scratch. Um, and at the same time, I'm such a big fan of great writers and it's nice to spend time with mm -hmm. their work and be inspired by it this is when i say very loosely there are about 15 words that are the same <laughs> i was gonna say like i you know i've never done anything like that so i'm curious it's like yeah i was wondering if you lift like whole cloth bits of dialogue or but no yeah. okay so, sometimes you can like when i did cyrano because it's so famous there are some scenes right. you have to keep intact and you have to let people get what they came for you know mm -hmm. and then a play like this which is relatively unknown um you can take it as a, a foundation and mm -hmm. and that's that's how this one worked yeah and now this is going to sound like a really like in the weeds question but does one need permission to do that that's a great question um <laughs> no really because it's it's a big part of looking for pieces to adapt this happens to be in the public domain Oh, nice. Uh, you know, when that we got the easy. idea, yeah, to do a screwball comedy, we said, which one will it be? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and you go back and you're like, not the one written in 1929. <laughs> <laughs> but 1927 is okay. <laughs> oh, that's so, so funny. It was a it was a thin line. But yeah, this one happens. That's to be interesting. Available. Yeah, no, I, I always am curious about things like that and how it works. And because uh, we live in, in litigious times. So. No joke. <laughs> So, Robin, what made you want to be part of this? Oh, well, I mean, uh, obviously, I, I love working at the harbor anyway. But uh, I did a when I was much younger, I did a Kaufman play called um, The Man Who Came to Dinner. 
Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, well, he co-wrote it actually, I guess. But um, uh, and I just had a great time. It was sort of one of my first plays that made me decide maybe I, I want to do this, you know. And mm. uh, so I thought, wow, a chance to kind of, in a way, revisit with a modern touch, revisit his work would be really, uh, you know, really thrilling. On top mm-hmm. of being, being at the harbor and being on the Cape and all those things, it just seemed like a win-win. Yeah. Now, I'm, I was curious. Well, two questions. One is, do you have any idea of how many plays you've been in at the harbor? I mean, <laughs> it seems like I've seen you in many. It's, well, um, if I'm if I'm allowed if I'm allowed to say, uh, <laughs> so, <laughs> I think uh, this is ten. Wow. That's so wow. Funny. Wow. No, lucky us. We are so. <laughs> oh God, no! I'm the lucky. We are blessed. Yeah, and, uh, I'm very excited, and uh, I mean, it, it's uh, I, that's one of the reasons she already mentioned it's something they haven't done, but it's uh, the harbor is a place where you can do plays and uh, by authors that it's really hard to find other theaters doing that kind of oh, thing. Oh, totally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it really is, and um, and so I've appreciated that more and more as theaters get safer and mm-hmm. they you know, want to hedge their bets more, and I, you know, you understand it, I understand it, but. Uh, but yeah, to, to have the chance to do, you know, like the Harbor Ibsen and, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Stoppard and Shepard and, you know, all different kinds of things. It, it's a real blessing. I really enjoy it. And a lot of premieres too. You know, yes. It's yeah. like, you know, thanks to the prolificness of, of Brenda <laughs> <laughs> and, and other members. Yeah, that's true. Because <laughs> I think I realized the next play coming up is written by a different um harbor that's member. right we have so. two yeah so um i'll just let the audience know our next play is called live at sea and it's yeah. an original play written by our artistic director robert croft and it's amazing we start rehearsals for that in about a week um which seems a little bit like a dream because we haven't gone yeah. even through tech for this yet oh but it's such a great play and it's so different from what we're working on now and that is mm-hmm. another um just it's a it's a wonderful thing about working here that we have a, a group of people who have a real broad sense of aesthetic. And Definitely. No, I think that's what's so, such a, you know, I don't know, we're so fortunate to have a theater like Harbor Sage in our community because you, you know, it isn't just traditional things. And like Robin said, I mean, obviously theaters are, are a business as this play <laughs> points out. Um, but um, that, you haven't lost that mission, you know, you haven't sold out and like, all right, we're going to do the music man. This <laughs> well, that's although year. you could probably make the music man pretty cool. If it's you a put show. a Harbor <laughs> stage twist. <laughs> I think a lot of the reason we're able to do it is because of people like Robin, who will come back and basically work for like ice cream. <laughs> it's, not a, it's not a huge contract, um, but we're able to say, we know we have this incredible core of actors and, mm-hmm. and artists of all ilk who will come and just um, bring their A-game to this little theater kind of in the middle of nowhere. Yeah. And um, that's why we're able to take those chances. If we felt mm-hmm. like we didn't have the stable of actors that we needed, we would never program this way. You know, mm-hmm. so we're very lucky that we have a dedicated, extended family. No, it is. It's it's really lovely. And it's um, what I think is also wonderful is at the end of your season you're going to be collaborating with Wellfleet Harbor Actors Theater and I just think you know it's like you know we're just 
again, it was like, we're so fortunate, the, you know, this abundance of riches that we have with theaters and, and to see that, you know, the, that, well, the great collaborating, you know, it's maybe, you know, it's to see everybody kind of working together and I don't know, making, making great theater, you know, doesn't have to be a competition. And I don't think anybody involved in theater theaters has ever looked at it that way. (laughs) What (laughs) you do is very different. And and there's room for everybody. I'll mention also on that note that Robin is also working at Wolfweed Harbor Actors Theater this summer. Oh yeah, you're (laughs) doing a a a show there. Yeah, what are you Uh, doing there, Robin? uh, The Pickleball Wars. Uh, Kevin Rice's Rice's Yeah, yeah. That one looks really interesting. As a matter of fact, when we were drawing straws to who's you know, my co-host or we host on different weeks, we were drawing straws and I got that one and I was kind of excited <laughs> about it because uh, it sounds interesting. It does sound like something very fun and different. And uh, But um, so Robin, what can you tell us about who you're playing in Bread and Butter? Uh, well, the, the the character that Brenda mentioned, who has come to town and is not the most savvy of gentlemen, but oh, I uh, like it. I like this. But uh, very good-hearted, and then it turns out not quite as thick as as you might have thought at one point. So, mm. uh, so yeah, it's um, it's a it's a it's a great chance to to kind of uh, with Brenda's script, they, nobody is one thing. Everybody has you know their facets of being something else. So nobody's all mean or all thick or mm-hmm. all you know selfish or they're all you know a combination of things as we are so mm-hmm. uh but they lean in one direction maybe <laughs> a little bit and, and and hopefully a very funny way so um mm-hmm. yeah we uh we uh had our first uh sort of go all the way through it um yesterday and and i just was just really watching the scenes that i wasn't in in awe of my uh my compatriots really just mm. latching onto this timing and this style, but at the same time, keeping it very, you know, keeping it emotionally real in a lot of mm-hmm. ways so that you feel for the characters. And it's not just an exercise and, you know, technique or anything. That sounds great. Yeah. I just want to tell our listeners, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to Arts Week on WOMR. And my guests today are Brenda Withers and Robin Bloodworth. And they're here talking about bread and butter a play that is opening the 15th, right? Okay. Yes. Am I right? Yes. <laughs> so yep. anyway. Um, <laughs> so Brent, I mean, I always think of things like this, Brenda, like, you know, you are, you, you adapted this play, you're directing it and you're in it. I I cannot imagine wearing that many hats. It's crazy how do you Most balance people it all wouldn't want to right <laughs> um well you know again i i not to um hammer this point in too hard but i do think having a team of people who know each other makes it much easier yeah um, and i think also because the harbor has given so many of us so much agency um we'll try some stuff that at a larger theater or maybe a more traditional theater um the powers that be wouldn't go for they people really like a separation of power and they like specialization um and that's not really been our bent here we've kind of gone the opposite direction and tried to stay if everybody knows a little bit about everything um you'll respect each other more you'll understand Mm -hmm. the effort that other people are making for you and for the work 
Um, so from the beginning, I mean, that's why we're in the box office. That's why we're sweeping the floors and doing the fundraising. Um, and this is an extension of that. I think being able to say, well, I understand how I like to be treated as an actor when I'm going to get a new script. So mm. I want to get people a script like that. <laughs> or mm. um, I know how, how quickly or how slowly I need to move through blocking. And so as a director, that informs, you know, m m my experience on stage informs mm -hmm. my work off. So um, it feels quite natural to me, actually. It's yeah. just not really um, common in the rest of the world. <laughs> but yeah. everybody at the harbor kind of does that. So to, to various effects, hopefully it will be <laughs> a success. <laughs> but it is an experiment. It always is. It's probably Is this harder. your first time doing that? Um, no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Weirdly, no. Um, <laughs> but it is my first time doing it um, with a play like this. That's really um, a precision play because it's a comedy. Mm -hmm. you know? So you need to be able to see like where a joke is landing, where a person is standing, when a door opens, and I'm hopping on mm -hmm. and off stage sometimes. I have also a, a really, we have a great team of great stage management and assistant directing team. So we're mm -hmm. able to rely on, on good friends also to help us. Yeah, you said originally this play had many characters. How many have you whittled it down to? How many just characters? Just five. Just five. five. Okay. Yeah, which and the harbor is a lot of people. Yeah. <laughs> <Small stage>. yeah. <laughs> Fills right up. Mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> now, but I also wonder, I mean, I mean, you seem like somebody that ego isn't a huge issue so that i mean can people give you no i mean i just wonder about how does one gauge their own question. performance yeah so. i think um you know what's funny about notes is sometimes you get them without people giving them to you, <laughs> like you get them without it's a look saying or... them directly yeah it is <laughs> if you know people well enough you're able to kind of be like maybe that's not that funny <laughs> uh -huh. um and then also, you know, yesterday for our first run, we did have um, Bob and Stace, two other Harbor co-founders, come mm -hmm. in and watch. And they were able to give a lot of great feedback and opened my eyes to some stuff that was really helpful. Mm -hmm. um, and I actually think, I mean, I'm curious how you felt about it, Robin, but they were really wonderful people to have for our first run through in the room because they're so supportive. They know us all so well, um, but they're also... Um, I don't know, there wasn't a push to kind of be like, laugh at all the jokes, <laughs> make sure mm -hmm. they're getting the feedback they need. Right, it was very right. calm and authentic. And that's uncommon too. Usually the first time you bring people into the room, everything goes haywire because suddenly you feel like you're on stage after you've been in this safe rehearsal room for a long time. So yeah, exactly. Yeah. first audience, <laughs> I'd say. Mm. So it, was it just the two of them in the audience? Just the two or? of them, yeah. Oh, wow, yeah. <laughs> So you can really hear the laughter or not. Or the <laughs> silence, yeah. <laughs> anyway, I think that there's nothing worse. That's why I have such admiration for stand-up comics. I think that is like the mm. bravest thing anyone can ever do. Because I can't imagine what dead silence feels like after you've tried to land a joke. <laughs> oh, gosh. No. So... um yeah, I can't. I mean, so how long have you been here? I mean, none, you know, you guys don't live here. So, I mean, how long does it take to get something like this up on its legs? It's... Longer than we have. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think the rehearsal process for our shows here is about three and a half weeks. Um, That's just unbelievable. It's right? pretty tight. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. No, that that gives me 
the terrors. I just can't imagine <laughs> learning lines. And it sounds like this, I love quick, witty repartee. And it sounds like this is what this is. So is that Robin as an actor? Has it been tough to like get that dialogue and the speed and everything? Um, and well, uh, the people, with the the people that I, I'm working with, it's it's uh, it's not as tough as it could definitely could be, you know, because mm -hmm. um, they're just so sharp and so on it. Uh, the challenge is to to move things for me, to move things along quickly, but not be a guy who's that sharp, you know. And uh, right, you're you're playing a character who's sharp. Of course, they're they're right on it. They're and they're snapping back right. and all this stuff. But but there's a dullness too. <laughs> Yeah, but if there's a guy who doesn't quite understand what's happening, but still can't hold up the <laughs> the scene, you know, that's kind of been fun to think, to figure out, hopefully. Mm. You know what I keep picturing in my head, because I think I'm still obsessing about the end of succession. I keep picturing the character of Greg, who if anybody watches, I don't know if, um, but he was not the brightest bulb in the box. And, uh, uh, <laughs> also I, uh, very tall. So. Yes, also yes. very tall. That guy was very funny. I, th I only saw the first season, I'll admit, but uh, oh, okay. I, I, enjoy I enjoyed him a lot. Yeah. 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 No, it's uh... so, um, you know, what I, I was wondering, Robin and I were talking a little bit before we started recording, you know, like, you know, about uh, what you do other than, you know, be here in the summertime. And Brenda, you had an incredibly busy winter. You were all over the place and yeah. things you were doing it's so yeah. funny right because you know the freelancer's life is so feast and famine it's really like yeah you take yeah. whatever you can get when it comes and sometimes yeah. it all happens in one three-month period and mm. you feel exhausted and grateful and then you have nine months of fear yeah <laughs> i'll never work again yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. So we're always striving to even that out you know even just mm -hmm. emotionally get to a place where you say remember that things will come you know the universe things work will out. provide yeah. yeah um but it's hard when you're um, looking down that tunnel anyway parts of this year were on the flip side of that and were great and i got to do mm -hmm. some plays in different places and there are a couple of plays of mine going up this summer that are near here and that's really fun and so oh, it's wow. kind of been a nice nice year yeah yeah do you i mean i mean you've been working on this one i mean have you been working on some new original works as well oh, or? um yeah this you're one has always been prolific taking up a lot of my mental space lately but um uh yeah i have a couple in the in the works i'm thinking of although it's so funny right there are um playwrights who write one or two plays in their lives and they're beautiful pieces hmm. of work and that's all the person felt they wanted to do maybe you know yeah and yeah. i'm so on the opposite end of that spectrum <laughs> and sometimes i wonder if it's because of the trajectory of each play more mm -hmm. than um, something i need to say because a lot of times you get a first production maybe a second production maybe a play gets into the pipeline and you get 12 productions over mm -hmm. his lifetime yeah. you know unless it's a really big hit and you're kind of left feeling like oh there because theater is so temporal like it just disappears yeah. you're left feeling like what did i do so you write another play yeah. to get it out hmm. there um it's great i practice. never thought of it that way brenda <laughs> i tend to think that you know you have a collection of playbills and things but oh, yeah. if it's not filmed you know it's like vapor that it just yeah which is know. a positive as well because you can always 
say something new or say something you said before in a different or better way. Mm -hmm. um, so, so that's not so bad. It just right. is because of the way we live in America, it can be confusing and challenging yeah. to feel like your what do you have to show for yourself? Yeah. Yeah, 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 it's really true. So yeah. luckily, it inspires us to make cool new things instead mm -hmm. of to just be glum. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now, Robin, I, I, I'm curious, like, how long have you been doing theater? Are you one of those people that started like in high school and like you were part of the drama club uh, in college? Or... Uh, sadly, yes. One of those pushes. <laughs> Yes. Um, no, I love it. I love it that you <laughs> knew what you love to do. What was the first thing you remember doing? Um, I did a chocolate milk commercial when I was four. Whoa, that was really? First, <laughs> that's the first that's thing amazing. I remember. Yeah. My dad was mm -hmm. um, at the time he was um, uh, my father was an actor also, and uh, oh, okay. But at that time when we were when we were little, he was working as a producer on at a television station. And back then they had affiliates that produced a lot of live content, you know, in right. the seventies. And, mm -hmm. and so, uh, yeah, so we, uh, so my sister and I were in chocolate milk. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. But the first play I remember doing was uh, an outdoor drama called The Cross and the Sword in, uh, mm -hmm. in Florida. Yeah. Wow. But yeah, but, but since then, I mean, uh, I, there was a time when I saw my, you know, my dad struggle that I went, no way I'm doing that. No way. No way. I'm going to be an architect for sure. Hmm. <laughs> and, and then, and then I just really, I really liked it. And you got school, bitten by the bug, huh? <laughs> oh yeah. And, and, and the, the fun, the, the fun people were in the shows in school and then the programs in school. And I just really enjoyed that company and creative part. And, and so it's been kind of that way ever since. And mm -hmm. having no other skills has helped me not move to something else. <laughs> and having what? I'm sorry? <laughs> having no other skills has helped me stay <laughs> in the <laughs> I, I'm sure that's hardly true. <laughs> <laughs> no, and I think that, you know, I mean, I, I've never been a performer other than a few charitable things here or there. But yeah. what always strikes me is is that the community and the camaraderie that comes from from theater or film or television, whatever. You know, it's like this group of people that it does seem like that would be very hard to replicate anywhere else. And um, yeah, with that I, great I, group I of agree. creatives. Yeah. yeah. I'm lucky to have a, a wife too that's very supportive and uh, mm -hmm. you know, understands me traveling and understands you know the crazy schedule and me always wrecking plans by something coming up. And <laughs> so I'm very grateful about that. Yeah, yeah. That's the best way to get a job is to buy a plane <laughs> ticket for a vacation. Get yeah. <laughs> yep, absolutely. That will, that's the that's the guarantee, huh? <laughs> <laughs> oh well, I am always delighted to speak to all of and anybody to do with Harbor Stage, and I look forward to seeing this one. I think this sounds really fun. And again, for our listeners, it's called Bread and Butter. And it opens June 15th and it runs until when, Brenda? Through July 8th. Yeah. July 8th. And um, and people can get tickets. How can Yeah. They so they can check out our website at harborstage.org. There are tickets there. Or you could give us a ring at 508-349-6800. Okay. Well, I think that um, you know, you're gonna have a lot of people wanting to come and see this because I think we all need a good laugh. Who does right about now. <laughs> you know it. You know it. 
the the news just isn't doing it. <laughs> so, and Robin, we will look for you in this. And then, is there anything else other than pickleball wars that you got? Uh, not on the not not Cape Side. Um, no, nope. Oh well, so you're going to be traveling, huh? And, uh, well, I go back between. home to Atlanta and, and uh, do a show in the fall. So yeah. Wow! Wow! I don't know. I can't it keep it's. Thank God for social media so I can keep up with all of you and your your much more interesting lives than me that <laughs> just stays here year round. So. Please, please. You know that's not true because you see where we come back every year. <laughs> <laughs> we want to be where you are. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. And um, I will see all of you next time on Arts Week. Thank you. Thanks. En fait, j'ai voulu te téléphoner. Pour te te demander allo quelque chose